on the next episode of Sips, Suds, and Smokes. Today is a wine sips episode, so here are the wines we're going to be discussing today. We have the 2021 Vianta Alberino, the 2021 Martin Codex Alberino, the 2021 Grand Bazan Attica Ambar Alberino. Alberino. Uh, yeah, Albarino. That so, too. I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to Americanize it. And Rias then, Baxius. Yeah. <laughs> Philip Mignon, yeah. <laughs> I drank that Rias Baxius with my Philip Mignon. Mm-hmm. From Ascendo. Or, but do you Ascendo. drink it on Islay? <laughs> yes. So from Ascendo Cellars, we have the 2021 Ascendo Cellars Sauvignon Blanc, the 2019 Ascendo Larea, the 2019 Ascendo Cabernet Sauvignon, and the 2020 Dow Soul of a Lion. We'll be right back after this break. live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoking host, the good old boys. It's sipping time. Hey, yes, it's sipping time again. Welcome to this sips episode where everything good in life is worth discussing. As always, we are the best thing on at 2 a.m. And 3 a.m. now. And 3 a.m.? Yes. What are we in repeat? I think what's happening is that uh, Netflix is losing a lot of its good shows. It's because the Writers good, Guild, they're they on had, strike. They had good shows. Uh, I stand with the Writers Guild. A, we, we stand with them. We're not they pushed good times out of our time slots, so we've gone up tremendously. Well, I stand with the Writers Guild because, one, I'm always for the little guy, and, two, they let us uh, in their theater when we oh, were elected yeah. to the Taste Awards Hall of Fame in February. So We have to stand with them. Absolutely. Yeah. I like how you worked that in. But it, was, think, it, was not, it was not inelegant, inelegant at all. It just, just flowed naturally. You wouldn't need a writer. Not inelegant. That's a double name. Okay, so <laughs> not at all inelegant. I I, I I can't follow that. That that's yeah, yeah. Now you've confused me. So not at all inelegant. Well, this is Made Man Bob, and joining me today, our good old boy Justin. Good morning, everyone. And Made Man Maury. Good morning, Bob. Pleasure to be here in the damp, dank basement with Smelly Harmeet. <laughs> good old boy Harmeet. I'm it's a pleasure. Ah, whatever. I need a writer. <laughs> you know what? It's wonderful They're to be strike. here. The writers are on strike. You're going to have to make up your own words. Yeah. <laughs> wonderful to be here and smelling the wine with you. <laughs> if you were waiting for the opportune moment, that was it. Okay. All right. So, uh, to, our sip segments are all about uh, wine, distilled spirits, tea, coffee, pretty much anything you can drink. And today is a wine sips episode. So here are the wines we're going to be discussing today. We have the 2021 Vianta Alberino, the 2021 Martin Codex Alberino, the 2021 Grand Bazan Attica 
Ambar Alberino. Alberino. Uh, yeah, Albarino. That so, too. It's an I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to Americanize it. Marca. Yeah, Marca. So uh and Rias Baxius. Yeah. <laughs> Philip Mignon, yeah. <laughs> I drink that Rias Baxius with my Philip Mignon. Mm-hmm. From uh from Ascendo or do you drink it on Islay? Yes. <laughs> so from Ascendo Cellars, we have the twenty twenty one Ascendo Cellars Sauvignon Blanc, the twenty nineteen Ascendo Larea. The 2019 Achendo Cabernet Sauvignon and the 2020 Dow Soul of a Lion. So we're going to tell you all about our sips ratings. We're going to have Justin tell us about that. Welcome to Wine Island. One sip. Give me a glass of water to wash out my mouth. This has already went straight in the toilet. <laughs> Gangadine, water. Gangadine, bring water. Two sips. Nice, but what else do you have? Hold on. Well, isn't that nice? You're getting ahead of me. Three sips. Hmm. Interesting. What was this again? Interesting. Four sips. Let's keep this secret to ourselves. Pour me another. That's classified. Is that supposed to be Mr. Rourke that he's doing? I really don't know who he's doing. Yes. Wow. Five sips. Con! (laughs) There you go. Oh, my. I was unaware anything could be this good. Con! Oh, my goodness. Yes! 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 That was his best role. At his age, in that outfit, you got to admit, that dude was that dude looked amazing. Yeah. I miss him. He yeah. was he was a smooth operator. All right, well we're going to go on to our first wine region. The first three wines we have are from a region in Spain called Riospicius. This is a region not a lot of people are familiar with, so we're going to have Harm give you a little bit of education about it. So take it away, Harm. Thanks, uh, Bob. The winemaking in Riospicius dates back thousands of years. The region's first winemakers are believed to have been the Romans, whose occupation of the surrounding Galicia region, or Galicia. Are you supposed to? Yeah. Supposed to Galicia. Yeah. You, Galicia. Got it, you got it right. You hit it. Yeah. Are, uh, they brought the trade and technology to viticulture there. Uh, the more refined winemaking was introduced by the Cistercian monks who arrived from France in the 12th century. Wine production in Galicia and Riospicius flourished in the 14th and 15th centuries with the discovery of New World and the establishment of trade routes between Spain, England, and the rest of Europe. Uh, the planting and production in Galicia and Riospicius continued to expand through the 19th century until the trade wars and export bans led to an overcapacity and vineyard abandonment. Then phylloxera devastated the vineyards throughout Europe. Thanks, America. <laughs> During the replanting of the it hybrid, was our fault. Yeah, it was our fault. We brought the we brought phylloxera to them. But uh, during the replanting of the hybrid and of uh, native Spanish varietals uh, in the early 20th century, Albarino began to emerge as the region's star. It's actually known as the queen of Riesbachs, showing its potential to produce the high quality wines at the hands of a new generation of skilled winemakers. The modern winemaking history of Riesbachs began in 1980. With the official uh, denomination was crafted specially for the Albarino grape variety, the Denop- Denominación Específica Albarino. However, when they joined uh, the EU in 1888, they don't allow that 
a, a denomination to be for a single grape. So they changed it to a denomination of the origin, DO, for Riesbachus, and that allows them to have up to 13 grape varieties, or 12 grape varieties now. But Riesbachus is still... Albarino. I'm sorry, Albarino is still the queen of Riesbachus, and it's uh, 90% of the plantings there. Our first wine is from the uh, 2021 Vianta Albarino Riesbachus. It's 100% Albarino. It's 12.5 ABV. Uh, How's the wine? The Vianta is located in the island at the mouth of the Rio, uh, Rio de Arauza, named the Ila Vianta, or the charm of the Atlantic coast. The vineyard soil is a combination of granite, gravel, sand, and clay. Color of this wine is what you expect from a, a Albarino. is a, a pale straw. The Very nose pale. is uh, tropical. There's a hint of mango and banana, but that came out after a long time with air. When I first opened it and poured it, all I got was just green apple, crisp green apple and light banana. But now I'm getting those tropical notes. And on the palate, it's just soft. Mm. Beautiful acidity and slight salinity. I'm getting lots of peach and lime peel and a little bit of like, like lime juice as well. Like This is like a peach margarita. I mm. love this. The medium, uh, I'm sorry, the finish is short to medium. Actually, with, but with lingering salinity and lime. I really enjoyed this. The peach and the lime came out way later. I didn't initially appreciate that. Um, oh, the I got the peach and lime right away, but it's even more pronounced now. That's yeah. my point. I didn't appreciate it initially. It was just the big picture, but now they're singing more like soloists. Mm. It, it's, it's a beautiful duet. That's what this is. Yeah, no, I would agree. I think this is a beautiful wine for the warm weather we're having. It's a poolside wine. It's a daytime wine. It's this a is shrimp sipper. on the Barbie wine. I, I love Riesbach's wines, especially Albarino, with um, scallops or shrimp. This is it. Did you bring any today? I did not. But I wish we're I at had, Bob's place. I wish I had some. Yeah. Yes. What else do you think, Jim? Fish. Uh, I I agree with everything you said, uh, Harm. Uh, much to my chagrin, I have to agree with you today. Uh, it's a beautiful wine. It's well made. Uh, it's very reasonably priced. It's affordable. It's drinkable. It's an all day sipper. Uh, I thought it was fantastic. What did you think, Jason? This wine did something interesting. So initially, when I started enjoying the wine, I would get the acidity on the palate, and it was smooth on the nose. Now that it's had time to breathe. I'm getting the acidity on the nose, and it's smoother on the palate. Wow. I'm blown away by that. It happens. No, I, I see what he's saying. It's a little bit sharper on the nose right now. Yeah. And the, like those tropical notes I didn't get earlier, they're coming out now. You're getting that malic acid from the apple. Mm -hmm. And I like that. It's, it's, it's changing, but it's, it's not. It's, these, aren't, these aren't meant to be like really creamy wines usually. These mm -hmm. are meant to have that good acidity. Exactly. Yeah. That's I mean, very pleasant. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the style. And I think the Albarino grape plays to that style. So um, you wouldn't you wouldn't want something with an Albarino that's creamy. I think it'd be weird. But, I mean, the lime was the first thing that jumped out at me in the nose. And it was not so much like a lime juice as like lime leaves. Yeah, I'll you know, give you that. When you smell the tree, not even so much the peel, but the lime leaves, you get that that uh, that certain greenness with it. Um the lime is very present for me on the palate. Um, I'm getting huge green apple like uh, Macintosh. I definitely get the huge peach on it. 
the huge uh, Macintosh. I get that little bit of uh, lime. I get that crisp, crisp acidity. Um, yeah, this with a this with a seafood tower on a hot day out <laughs> on the dock. Yeah, this this is my jam. This this I could go with all day long. Even though I enjoy the flavors now that it's warmed up, I think I if we were outside having the seafood, I'd want this served a little bit colder. But well, it's 136 it. outside, so yeah, I think yeah. you want anything colder. How about we just stay in the air conditioning and eat? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I good word, I'd drink driveway sewer if it's colder. You know, I mean, it's like, <laughs> it's like we're a mile from the oh, sun. You know, the, I, I want to say there are some creamy albarinos that are out there. Uh, there's a couple that are uh, wood-aged. Uh, yes, that is it. true. But that they're, is they're, true. they're rare. Yeah. They're more expensive. It's a different style and, than your normal Albrino. And I've had a well, few this is a of pretty them classic that were, style. Yeah. yeah, I've had a few of them like what he's talking about that that had some good wet aging to them and that are a little more creamy and and excellent wines. But for me, this is when I think of Albrino, this is what I think. Yeah, um, no, this is a beautifully done. This is a great example of what an Albrino should be. I need to find out who the distributor is. I'll see, start carrying this one. I've never had this one before. Thanks well, for shame on you for not carrying it. Yeah, I mean, an excellent wine overall um, and a good way to start out the day. So we're going to be rating. Well, we'll tell you when we come back. Hey, and we're back and we just finished discussing the uh, 2021 Vianta Alberino from Rios Baixas. And we're going to be rating that one a well-deserved four sips. That's classified. So yeah. we're going to go on to our next wine, um, which is uh, 2021 Martin Codex Albarino. 100% Albarino, 12% ABV. Uh, the Bodegas Martin Codex was founded in 1985 and was named after the most known Galatian troubadour whose medieval poems, the oldest of Galatian Portuguese language with the original music, are preserved. In the poems, the troubadour sings to love and to the sea of our coastline. Uh, the winery was founded. Uh, I think it was their coastline, not our coastline. Yeah, well, their We're coastline. The winery was founded thanks to the idea of a group of wine growers <laughs> as basically a collective. Uh, the winery is made by people for people. Uh, 270 members make up the, the whole cooperative there. And uh, they have over 300 families that supply grapes to them. Um, we would love to discuss this wine but unfortunately we've opened it and it's uh, and this happens it usually doesn't happen with our whiskey shows but uh, once in a while you get one that is spoiled and it's a damaged bottle this is a damaged bottle and it's not fair to rank it based on a damaged bottle so we're not going to be uh we're not going to be discussing this one any further um but harm you've had i've had many few. wines from martin codex and they're yeah. you know they're probably the most familiar grocery store Albarino you're going to find they're also they're in some fine wine shops as well they've got uh, they've got a good range they make multiple Albarinos yeah. and they're well known yeah so yeah well, our, this large is just winery, unfortunate we can't re review this one today and it's happened on wine shows in the past we've had we've had some I, re I remember one particular one we had and it was a wine I was so looking forward to when we opened it up and it was just skunk <laughs> I, yeah. was, I was heartbroken TCA happens oh uh, it just what are you gonna do well that's uh that's where we're gonna go with that one um but we're gonna move on to our next wine from ria spicious and let's have maury tell us about that one thank you bob the next wine will be the 2021 grand bazan etiqueta ambar albarino it is 100 percent albarino at 12.5 percent abv 
The vines that produce the grapes for this expression are over 35 years old, and they were harvested by hand. They're destemmed and cold macerated for six to eight hours. Controlled fermentation is in a stainless steel tank at low temperature between 15 and 17 degrees centigrade. And the rest of the fine leaves up to eight months. They rest on fine. Oh, they rest on fine leaves. Sorry. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Bodegas Grand Bazan was founded in 1981 and is located in the Sens Valley in the heart of Rias Bashes. So this wine, again, has a beautiful pale light straw color on the nose. Classic tropical notes, some ripe apricot, tangerine, and pastry. On the palate, it's juicy, it's light. There's some tasty elegance to it. Again, you get the tropical notes. You get a little bit of tangerine and apricot. The finish is medium and soft. Um, there's definitely a salinity to the finish that kind of carries on uh, for quite some time. I thought this was a very nice wine. Um, very well done, very well balanced, easy drinker. And uh, I liked it. What do you think, Justin? So I enjoyed this wine on the nose i got um plantains tangerine and um like a blood fruit pomelo or blood orange or blood orange i'm not familiar with the pomelo so i'll be honest blood fruit just sounds gross and something you know you find on the side of the road. That's what happens. <laughs> well, that's what happens when you have two guys who have fruit stands and they get in an argument. Then you have yeah. blood fruit, you know, and then somebody ends up dead. It's it was not, the sequel to Bloodsport that didn't yeah, do well, yeah, right? It's, yeah, it's not. It's not a. It's not a pleasant thing. There's there's damaged fruit everywhere. So yes, on the palate, I got uh, cream, walnuts, and pears. Really? The, yep. And the finish was um salty but smooth um fairly well balanced wine and enjoyable what did I do you not think? get the walnuts but i'll give you the pears the lime the salinity it's all there but where are you getting the walnut from uh, i think that Mid-palate. was last week's um snack during the movies he didn't wash his hands he's, he's got some walnuts stuck between his teeth yeah, he didn't wash his hands <laughs> that'll be peanuts sir all right and they're all gone now no, it's a lovely wine. Again, it's it's you know in the classic style of the Albarino. Um The acidity is not the same as the first one we had. No, no, it's, no. it's this is no this, this is this like is softer. It's a softer style. Um, this is ripe apricot. I get just a, a hint of citrus on the tip of the nose. I get a little bit of uh, I get a little bit of buttered brioche on the nose as well. Um, their their notes say pastries to me it's not pastries it's more like uh, buttery stick you know drippy sticky bread um but on the palate i would agree with you harm there's much less acidity in this wine than the and say the first one mm-hmm. um it's just a little softer mm-hmm. all the way around i don't get the pastry note that you're talking some about. sourdough in this it's not pastry it's more like bread for me yeah i mean i i actually go close to what what he's saying more like sourdough yeah rather than than like the brioche because the brioche is like to me is a warmer nose this is this is a little bit it's different. got a it's got a tropical fruit juiciness to it um i yeah. still get the apricot juicy um it's got a nice minerality to it along with a nice salinity to it 
um you know you're you can taste the soil um a lovely wine really i mean this is a new one to me i haven't had it before but i think the time sir lee is what gave it that creaminess oh absolutely this is because and i don't believe that if they was. hadn't if, if it hadn't been sir lee it would probably be more like our first one i yeah. would think um so i mean obviously mm. that's the style they're going for because they did it on purpose um but it's a label i'm not familiar with but i will tell you that if i see it in a store i'm definitely going to pick one up because i mean it's a lovely wine really really well done do we have a rating? I'm going to make you wait for it. Oh, jeez. Okay. I'm holding my breath. Okay, I'll give it to you now. So we're going to be rating the 2021 Grand Bazan Etiqueta Ambar Albarino, a well-deserved three steps. Interesting. Nice. And if you see any wines from Rias Baixas, you know, on the shelf, again, it's something that most Americans have never had. You know, grab a couple, give them a try. So I've been pushing them for years. It's people a whole new wine region that a lot of people are completely unfamiliar with, and they make excellent wines. And and it, you know, in Spain in general, they make fantastic wines in Spain, and they're always I find that Spain is the, the best value for wine. It for has the last been 10 for years. at least a decade. Yeah, at least. So, I mean, you get some really fantastic wines for, uh, you know, for a really good price. I used to say South American wines, Chile and Argentina, but I think Spain is still killing it yeah. right now. You get well, better Spain's wine. been killing it for a while. Oh, yeah, at least know? 10 years, like you yeah. said. Well, if you remember back in the late 80s and early 90s, the Riojas that you could pick up for $15 were just yeah. <laughs> Compare them to $50 insane. French wines. Yeah, so. Um, That's true. Yeah. You're absolutely right. All right, so we're going to move on to our next one, and we're going to have Justin tell us about uh, Achendo Cellars. So Achendo Cellars was founded by Bart and Daphne Araujo. Their journey as Napa Valley vintners began in 1990 when Daphne and Bart became proprietors of the historic Esil Vineyard in Calistoga. Isolay. <laughs> but it's not, it's not Isla. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or Islay, or Islay, it's E I S L E, and Isle. launched Araujo Estate Wines, relying on their previous business and landscape design experiences. They learned how to grow grapes and farm organically and biodynamically, and went on to produce one of the most celebrated wines from the region. After selling their namesake label to Francois Pinal Artemis Group in 2013. They opened Achendo Cellars in 2013 with their children, Jamie and Greg. The winery is located at Wheel Farms. Originally part Typo of the Wheeler. Wheeler Farms. You should know you were there. That's true. But I had a little wine. Uh, yeah, for three days. Yeah. Yeah. And today as well, you've had a little wine. Yeah. 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 Not as yeah. much as those days. It's the little wine. Not yet. Yeah. Originally, I'm glad you did it because I didn't want to do it. Yeah. But it was well, some, there. somebody had to do it. Someone had to. Yeah, no. Go ahead. Sorry. Originally, it's not part. You, it's me. No, actually, it's not me. It is you. Originally, part of the <laughs> 2,000 acre Carne Humana Spanish land grant, Wheeler Farms was established in 1871 by Charles H. Wheeler, a founding member of the St. Helena Viticultural Club. In 1894, Charles's son and president of the California Board of Viticulture, J.H. Wheeler, expanded the farm with the purchase of 100 more acres. 
This purchase included the modern-day Wheeler Farms property, which was planted with grapevines, fruit, nuts, and citrus trees at the time. In 2014, a group of oenophiles led by Barton... Anophiles. What is it? Anophiles. Anophiles? Yeah. Okay. Led by Bart and Daphne Arajo, purchased the property and committed to continuing the Wheeler Farms legacy, reconnecting the property with its agricultural and winemaking roots. Today, Wheeler Farms state-of-the-art winery offers the Wheeler Farms winemaking team, as well as other quality-driven wine brands, the opportunity to produce wine using the most advanced technology available. And we're going to talk about the 2021 Achendo Cellars Sauvignon Blanc. It's 13.9% alcohol by volume. All the grapes were hand harvested in the chilly morning and brought to the winery for whole cluster pressing. The wine was fermented in new and used French oak barrels and concrete eggs, and it's aged surly. On this expression... On the nose, I got lilies, lychee, and white pepper on the nose. I don't know where the hell you got lychee from, but I'll give you the lilies and white pepper. And uh, it's a very nice pale yellow color. On the palate, I got pears, white pepper, and lemon, which finishes with lemon as well. One thing is after this has been open a half hour, I got um, a much stronger fresh bread note than I did in the beginning. That's become more prominent, but it's really pleasant. just makes me want to eat a lot of bread. What did you think, Bob? Well, I definitely on the nose, I get the white flowers. Um, I get the white pepper and I get just a little bit of white peach um on the palate i definitely get the white flower notes again um i don't know about the lychee i do get a little bit of pear Hmm. get a little bit of pear a little bit of white pepper it's a it's a lovely wine but what i will say about it is when we first opened it the nose was tremendously muted Right. I mean, there was almost no nose to it, it at all. smelling water. And as we sat here and discussed how the nose was not there over the course of an hour or so, all of a sudden, it just it just bit by bit came up, 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 and it went up to 10. But I want to I wanna interject right here and digress and say that that is 100% true. But about a half an hour later, it's gone again. For me, it just Ooh. disappeared again. I poured some more fresh. I'm getting uh, uh, the white flowers, a little hint of anise, a um, little beeswax, and um, a, a little hint of lemon. Maybe you said apricot? Uh, white peach. White peach. Is what I got. You it's know, gotten like more a, interesting as like it's warmed an up. White it's a peach. combination yeah. of warmth and air, yeah. and it's changed a lot. Yeah. But I it's agree with you. The longer it's it sits, very the more muted. the nose comes up. It was very muted, but for me, the nose came and went. See, this, this, my problem did is improve. this whole style of Sauvignon Blanc from California in general, I think they use too much oak. There's no reason to use this much oak. And even though this is a, a combination of new and used oak and concrete egg, which I love 
winemakers experiment with a concrete egg. It just does something beautiful to the wines. It's just... Um, Are you finding this wine over-oaked? It's not over-oaked. I just okay, find it's that not. The, it's not overdone, but I think it's killed the acidity to the point that it's become insipid. The wine... Sh- I, I, I expect a little more acidity from Saw Blanc. I'm, it doesn't have to be... It doesn't have to be New Zealand, you know... Uh, Acid bomb. It doesn't have to be all tropical fruit or passion fruit or pineapple or whatever, uh, or grapefruit or you know it doesn't have to be gooseberry, but it has to have some acid. And the same thing with um, you know like like French Sauvignon Blanc, Sancerre, some beautiful minerality, some some a beam of acid. But I feel like they killed the acid completely here. Well, they did, but I'm not sure if it's over the oak that killed it or not. But I, I would say that this is not over oak. The concrete eggs definitely and the used oak definitely have muted the amount of oak they've used. But I agree with you. Something's for the price point and for the quality of the wine, the something's missing. I love the flavor, but the, the acidity is missing. The, the flavors are there, but the acidity is missing. It's just kind of weird for me. And then and again, the nose went away. What happened? Right. I don't know if this this could this bottle be damaged. I don't know. Maybe send us another one. Let's check check it out again. I'm, my glass still has. You still taste it. You still. Yeah, I still have nose in mine, so I don't know. Maybe you guys. I, well, I poured a fresh one, so. Well, there you go. So you, you, it hasn't gotten the air once you put the new stuff in. It needs to sit in the glass for a while. That's what did it. Because that's that was what we had. I mean, for the first forty five minutes, we sat here with it. The it's, nose was very, very muted, and then I mean, I mean, I'm, I, I just swirl, I'm swirling around. I, those those notes I mentioned, the beeswax mm-hmm. and the a little white flower, the pepper. It's all there, the little mm-hmm. fennel, but it's just so muted. Mm-hmm. I just expect more. I don't know. Anybody, um, what do you think about the finish on this thing? I do like the finish. It's medium. I mean, it's, I mean, there. it's got a nice finish. There's no off flavors at all. It's just it's it's well made, but I feel like it's missing acidity. Mm, smooth, it's, but that's me. I personally, I'm not a huge fan of California Salt Blanc. I'd rather drink French. I'd rather drink New Zealand. So, but you guys like California Salt Blanc? Will be that way. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. I liked it. My nose I is in it was, the air. It was well made, and once it warmed up and sat out and got a good bit of oxygen that's when the nose came in. the the palate was there when we first opened it, it was just the nose wasn't there but that's come i back. thought that I, I i would respectfully disagree for me the palate when we first poured it was very monotone one note just kind of there nothing special it really needed to warm up could and just get be some air you know not a happy person it just been. needed to warm up and and get some air to really mm. evolve and open up and, and i think it mm. did so yeah the, the uh, palate becomes complex but it just needs time mm. right it needed a, a fair amount of time which yeah. for in fairness most Sauv blanc drinkers are pouring it and drinking it within yeah. five minutes well most Sauv blanc drinkers are getting it blistering cold pouring it wolfing it down until it makes them that's goofy. why you have that's why you have new yeah. zealand Sauv blanc. Yeah. that's crap <laughs> yeah this is a Cougar juice. completely yeah. different animal. This yeah. is a, an animal that needs time. Yeah. It needs proper temperature control, not freezing mm-hmm. cold. Yeah. Time in the glass. This is a this is a a thoughtful Sauvignon Blanc as opposed to right. Cougar juice. Yeah. Right. We call it quaffable wine. Uh, this is this is this not something right. This is more to contemplate, and it's a different. But just again, that California style of me, I just, mm-hmm. I'd rather drink the French stuff. Yeah. I would argue this is more of a, a little bit of a geeky wine. It's a high end American California Sauv Blanc that has some interesting nuances to it. 
but it's not what you'd expect from a quaffable. I, I New there's Zealand. other California Sauvignon I like better too that are just, just I think they I just don't know I just I just, they kill the acidity I don't know what they did. They killed you, sir. Anyway, well, let's give it a rating. We're going to rate the 2021 Chendo Cellars Sauvignon Blanc three sips. Interesting. And again, you know, a good wine for discussion because, again, it's it's not like you're. It's normal. a well-made wine. It's a very interesting wine. It's just not what you're typically expecting. So that's honestly that's what makes it kind of fun. You know, when you get something different. So I do enjoy that. But we're going to be moving on to our next wine here in a second. Hey, and we're back. And we were discussing some wines from Achendo Cellars. So we're going to have Maury tell us about our next wine from Achendo. Why, thank you, Bob. It's a pleasure. Uh, the next wine will be the 2019 Achendo Lorea. 91% Cabernet Sauvignon, 9% Cab Franc. And it comes in at 14.8% ABV. It was fermented in stainless steel tanks and aged surly in new and used French oak barrels. Lorea, a Napa Valley red wine, is produced in the style of a Bordeaux blend made from a strict selection of Cabernet Sauvignon and Cabernet Franc sourced from some of the same vineyards used in the Ascendo Cellars Cabernet Sauvignon, their flagship wine. Carefully chosen lots are blended by our winemaker, Nigel Kinsman, to create a wine of balance, purity, and complexity. This wine has a beautiful, deep, inky, dark color. The nose uh, uh, just yeah. comes through with cassis and blackberry. The palate, it's bold, it's rich, it's mouth-coating, it's juicy. There's some interesting notes on the sort of dark end of the spectrum of ash and tar with fine tannins. It's just a really interesting wine. It finishes long and luscious, beautifully made. Uh, I think it's got miles to go. It will age beautifully, but it's really drinking wonderfully now, especially with some air and some time in the glass, letting it come up to room temperature. Uh, really well-made wine. Um really no flaws and you can see the time and the care that they've put into creating just this unbelievable wine harm what do you think uh, i think you're pretty spot on i i I'm, oh my god I'm, I'm really upset that you did not mention more stuff on the nose though cassis and blackberry is just the beginning man well i wanted to get to the palate because the palate's <laughs> right. so special i figured we'd have you uh, with the largest nose in the uh, room to thanks, tell us about thanks. the nose all right i appreciate that i'll, I'll refer refrain from making any jokes about other people's noses here um it goes with the blackberry is there the cassis is there i get cedar and red pepper and a hint of black olive and a little bit of licorice uh it's just like a snappy red fruit going on there uh it's so juicy it's it's gorgeous the mouthfeel is creamy this i mean i this is where they they put the oak to good use but the wine still has the acidity you expect from this cabernet mm. Mm -mm. Creamy mouthfeel at the beginning, but then that beam of acid comes in, juicy red fruit, um, a little hit of tar. The tannins are really fine, not drying. And the, uh, the finish is medium to medium long, but not a flaw there. It's just I could just drink this all day. It's it's approachable. It's uh, every sip is, you know, 
evolving in the glass. It's not a, a wine that would like you too sweet, too cloying that you've had a one glass. You're going to finish. I might finish this bottle by myself, Justin. So I, I love this expression. Um, I found the nose was very bright, complex, kind of a high bandwidth nose. I got dark fruits. I even got a subtle note of crystal hot sauce. Is that red pepper? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm getting bay um, leaf now. Anybody get bay leaf? I did get banana leaf on the nose, yeah, and tobacco on the palate. Um, I also got blackberry, uh, the silky tannins that you mentioned, and the finish. Um, when I first started this expression, was tannic, but the tannins really muted over time, and it just became a They're really just well nice, integrated. They're really mm-hmm. integrated. Yeah, it's like long, well-constructed finish. You could tell you're drinking something special. Yeah. What do you think, Bob? Yeah, it's it's a fantastic wine. I, I, again, blackberries, red fruit, cassis. What I really want to stress, you got to be patient with this wine. This is not a pop the cork and chug it down. This is let it open, let it aerate, let it evolve in the glass. Put it through a Venturi. Use a Venturi and take your time with it and enjoy it all afternoon. Like the Saint Blanc. You don't just pop it and you drink it. You give it time. But this one, this one was fantastic when we opened it and the longer it set just the better yeah, the, it this got is, this is the the great thing about california reds which i mean i was you know poo-pooing the saw blanc earlier from california but the, the california reds they are so approachable young and wines like this that are young you can approach them young you can approach this 10 20 years mm. from now as well and that's what makes them special because like a french wine of this quality you wouldn't be drinking it now no no it, it would be so closed off that it wouldn't it would it'd be horrible yeah, but this, I mean, this thing, it's all there. It's all there. And there's such structure and backbone to this wine that you just know, you know, in five, seven, ten years, this thing's just going to continue to get better. Um, yeah, again, black fruits on the palate. I, I, I got red fruits, too. Good good, good about a big cherry. Mm. I mean, just a little bit of minerality on it for me. But the tannins are there. They're huge, but they're so well integrated into the wine. They don't overwhelm even now. Um, they're only going to get better with time. Um, I and really, this is the baby. Yeah, I it's really. Not, this this is, is their entry. This is their entry level cab. Yeah, this this is this is a fantastic cabernet. So we're going to be rating the 2019 Acendo Lorea a well deserved four sips. That's classified. So let's move on to our next wine. And we're going to have Harm tell us about this one. Why, thank you, Bob. You're welcome. The 2019 Echendo. Do you want to do do it in the voice that he was trying to do? I mean, it was really bad. Here, hold on. (laughs) Okay. I know my own needs. And what I need from an automobile, I know I get from this new Cordoba. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> that is con. Okay, there not you. You, you tried, but you are not yeah. con. Okay, moving on from con. If con was oh, here, he would drink this fine wine. Corinthian leather. I'm 80, telling you right 86% now. 86% fine Corinthian yeah. leather. Uh, 86% Cabernet Sauvignon. 8% Cabernet Franc. 6% Petit Verdot. 14.8% ABV. And I'm sorry, I missed what we're drinking. 
we're drinking the 2019 Achendo Cabernet Sauvignon. This is their Thank the big you. Boy. I want to make sure we yeah. get that name I out thought, there. I thought we said, oh, I was interrupted by Khan. Sorry. Yeah. Um, you were stunned. I was yeah. stunned. Stunned into silence. Um, Shocking. Yeah, they were talking about the uh, French style, the Bordeaux style. This is actually more the Bordeaux style. You've mm-hmm. got the Cabernet Franc of the Petit Verdot as well. The yeah, it was an interesting Petit. comment. This has got more of the Bordeaux uh, yeah. varietals. Uh, sourced from six different Napa Valley vineyards, Vine Hill Ranch, Sleeping Lady in Rutherford, uh, Ecotone, a former Abreo property, a site on Diamond Mountain, formerly known as Reverie. A blend of the 2019 Cabernet Sauvignon from Achendo's dark cassis laden effort. Uh, why am I reading their 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 Skip press it. their press release? Skip I'll just do my own thing. Yeah. Whatever. So do the color thing, is man. an intense opaque garnet. The nose, that cedar that I was just hinted at. The previous one is more is, prominent. Yeah, the cedars boom right there. Cedar, uh, dark green herbs. Yeah, uh, bay leaf. Like a little vegetal uh, black light to pepper, it. blackberries, cassis. I get violets on the nose. Um, it's just, it's just, it's herbal. It's there's a little hint of like sweet pipe tobacco. This is this has got more stuffing to it. Let's see the palate. Mm. Great grip. This is the tannin that was very refined in the previous one. This has got more of it. It's, this is a hard grip when you get it on your palate. You feel it on your gums and on the back of your teeth. Cassis and graphite and black tea and leather. But I want to interject and say that the tannins are not they're offensive. Not, no, they're not offensive. No. Like the in last fact, one, they're delicious. Very well integrated. Yeah. Right. But this has Your got implication the was that the tannins were a little over the top, no. and I want to just say that uh, they're well integrated, and it's a very balanced wine. Uh, okay, fine. You say, you do you, boy. Let me tell you, this this wine, these tannins tell me we are drinking this wine five years too early. And this wine has 20 years of life in it, whereas the other one had 10 years. Oh, this one's got okay. 20, without a doubt. Okay, but this wine is also ready to drink now. You don't it's, have it's, to wait the, 20 years. The fact years. that it's drinking so well now is stunning. It's well, drinking amazingly right yeah, now, and that, I agree with you. It will only improve. It's going to get better. I feel I feel like we've just we've taken an infant out of the cradle and expected to show us all its potential. But you got to give this one time to go to med school. Give this one time, man. Give this one time. You can't. You can't. This you one's can't. already off the charts, genius, right mm-hmm. now. This wine is so beautifully made yeah. and so well done. And the finish is and long and it's lingering, got miles dark to go. chocolate. Yes, and tobacco. Yes, this is one that you don't have to wait twenty years to enjoy. You can enjoy but it today, I, I, but it will continue to reward you for the next twenty years. I feel years. like it's a travesty we open this too young. Yeah, I disagree with it. It's drinking beautifully. Well, I'm, I'm more than happy to drink it today. It's I would beautifully. <laughs> it's drinking. And I would happily drink it tomorrow. I would drink it here or there. I would drink it in. Anywhere. I would drink it in a box. I would drink it with a fox. You know, I mean, yes, with the, the fox is yeah. the important part. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's Ooh, a beautiful yeah. wine. 1984, <laughs> baby. It's highly, it's, it's very highly extracted. It's jammy. It's fruity. It's got a lot going on. It's just, it's not over extracted. I didn't say over extracted. It's, it's well bomb. extracted, but it is the, it is the previous wine turned up to 11. It is just amazing. What I can tell you is, um, Justin and I were in Napa in January and we were lucky enough to visit a Chendo. A mutual friend was friends with some folks there and, and, and hooked us up. And I wasn't familiar with their wines and we had, 
the Lorea, and we had this. And all I remember was sitting there drinking this and my mind just going like, holy cow. <laughs> this is fantastic. Absolutely remember how I fantastic. said the, the, the previous wine, you could just keep coming back to this? I think I would get this wine because it's so young. I think I couldn't do more than two glasses. Mm. Give this 10 years. Oh, and I could well, yeah, you drink a quart. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is, I mean, this just shows the quality of the wine that they're making there. They, they really know what they're doing. Um, they, they, they're sourcing great grapes. They really know how to handle them. Um, and again, this is, this is what we were drinking there that we were so blown away with. And that's why I, you know, asked them very, very, very sweetly if they would please share some wine with us for the show. Um, so you guys are welcome. So. <laughs> Yeah, thank you, Bob. I just wish I had a, I wish I had a crate of it, but well, a, a crate would be quite expensive. These mm -hmm. these wines aren't cheap. These are nothing no, good. There's a reason we love this. Nothing one. good in life is ever cheap, my friend. So but these are very well made. Not wines even the hooker with very, a heart of gold. Well, the hooker with the heart of gold. Is. Come on, that's different. I have to be her knight in shining armor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, we're gonna. As, as much as I hate to move on, because I'm going to go back after the show and finish this, but we're going to move on to our next wine. So we're going to be rating the 2019 Acendo Cabernet Sauvignon, an extremely well-deserved 5-6. Oh, six. my goodness! Yes! 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 I'm giving this one 5 because I can't give it 6. So I, I still think the tannins are huge and we drank it too young. Oh, yeah. And I would like to get another bottle and try it in another five or ten years. Maybe. How do oh. we get three more bottles and try it five, ten, and fifteen years? The same vintage. Well, Come I'll on, be, guys. Uh, from Achendo. We're, <laughs> gonna, we're going back in January of 2024, so we'll see if they've got any laying around. That maybe pull, we some, can, pull some for our maybe future we, shows. Maybe we can liberate because I, just, I don't know if I can handle it if it got any better. I mean, good yeah. Lord. So this is, this is why on. you buy a case of these. Drink some now. Drink some five years. Drink some ten exactly. Years. Well, that's 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 the point. That's what you're supposed to do. Okay. So let's uh, go on to our last wine, which is uh, we've done quite a few wines from this producer, which is Dow. So this is the 2020 Dow Soul of a Lion, and we've oh. done the last two or three releases up to this point, I believe. Um, it's 80% Cabernet Sauvignon, 13% Cabernet Franc, 7% 7, 7 Petit Verdot. It's aged for 22 months and 100% New French Oak, 15.2% ABV. Uh, the Soul of Lion is named for George and Daniel Dow's father, an enduring symbol of strength and courage in their lives. First released in 2010, Soul of Lion established Paso Robles as a rising star for world-class Cabernet. And I would absolutely say that is 100% true. Yeah, before, I mean, before, before the Dow guys, yeah. the brothers, I thought Paso Robles was for mediocre wine. Yeah, but, but changed it. they came in and... and but they're not the only producer making... No, 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 no hope is out thing. there too. Once they came in... Everyone else yeah. there up their game. And now there's some really exciting wines coming out of Paso. The only oh, bad thing about Paso is hard to get to. It's hard to get to. It's like, unless you fly into San Luis Obispo, you're either going to San Francisco or LA and it's going to be a four hour drive, whether you like it or not. So it's, they need Can to you get take some, the train. Can you they need it? to get some more line and it was some more routes into uh, San Luis Obispo because we're, I'm, I'm working on trying to figure out a trip for next year uh, because there's so much exciting stuff going on. I really want to go hit them. But uh, so let's get on to this wine. So the color is dark as Satan's heart. Um, 
absolutely beautiful, just almost black garnet color to I'm it. Send that over, would you? I mean, hold on. I'm refilling my glass. Don't be a glutton. Here. On the nose. Black That's a cherries. Bread pour. <laughs> That's a <Yeah>. bad pour. <laughs> black cherries. Blackberry. Leather. Lace. There's no lace here. A little bit of cigar box on this. I mean, just so well put together. Um, it keeps getting better with it. Yeah. With, and with on air. the palate, it's just... Mm. It's luscious. It's mouth-coating. It's silky. There's currant and cassis and black raspberry and black cherry in there. Um, oh, it's just... It, it's. I've never had a, a Solvalion I didn't like. So, what do you think, Chester? Super earthy as well. So this this wine, the nose reminds me of like my father's study in the fall. You get cedar, cigar box, black cherry, um, subtle notes of evergreen bristles on the nose. The palate, it's much simpler than the nose, but very pleasant. And we'll talk more about it after the break. No more break. The end of the show. That was the end of the show? Yeah. We talked too much. Yeah, we talked too much. Would you? <laughs> quick, what did you guys think? Four sips. What? Oh, five sips, damn it. Four sips. Are you kidding me? 2020 Dow, Soul of the Lion, five sips. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. 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 Philistines. Yeah. Five is the way to go, baby. Yeah. Unfortunately, we ran short on time, but... That's all the time we have for today. So I want to thank our co-hosts for joining us. Thank you, Justin. Thank you so much. This was a great day. Uh, in the thank you, Maury. Another great wine day in the basement. Anything, any comment on the soul of the lion that you can throw in? The soul of the lion was fantastic. I love it. And thank you, Harm. Thank you, Bob. And I mean it this time. I don't believe you. No, that was good wine. I don't believe you. Well, for, May, for, for Sip, Suds, and Smokes, this is Made Man Bob. I want to thank everybody for joining us. Remember, life is too short to drink bad whiskey and... Bad wine? Whiskey. Wine, yeah. It's a wine show. We've I'm been drinking good show. wine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're listening to us online, do yourself a favor and tap... Just tap it in. ...the subscribe button. Give it a little tappy. Tap, tap, tap a room. The easiest way to listen to our show is to ask Siri, Alexa, Google, Uncle Larry, or whoever it is that talks to you on your phone. Play podcast Sip Suds and Smokes. We love your feedback, and you can reach us at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com. Our tasting notes flow out on Twitter and Instagram with our handle at sipsudsandsmokes, and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. You'll also be able to interact with the thousands. Millions! of other fans on those social media platforms. Do us a favor. Take the time to rate this episode if you're listening to us online. That's a big help to us, and we get to see your feedback as well. Come back, join us for another episode, and keep on sipping. This has been a one tan hand production of Sip Suds and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time. <laughs>